Thank you, David, really appreciate it. And thank you, Sarah, for leading us this morning. And don't apologize for exposing your heart, especially when it's a heart for Jesus. Uh, imagine a church where, how would you finish that sentence? Imagine a church where, imagine a church where they serve filter coffee and not instant coffee after every service. Windsor does that. It's one of the reasons I came here to be pastor nine and a half years ago. But no, honestly, imagine a church where, well, just, just take a moment. Imagine a church where you can expose your heart. Imagine a church where you are loved more than you can imagine. Imagine a church where people regularly encounter God, where every generation is represented and is respected. Imagine a church where people model Jesus. Imagine a church where transformation occurs. Imagine a church where people are equipped for life and for works of service. It's been a, it's been a few years since we took time on a, on a Sunday or a couple of Sundays to share and explain our imagine, our kind of church vision. And, and so for the next two weeks, we're going to think ab about vision. On incidentally, some of you might recognize this graphic. Who can remember vision on with the late Tony Hart and Morph? Yeah, a number of you. A little bit of nostalgia there. But th this has got nothing to do with that 1970s. TV program. We have called these two weeks Vision On because to be a church without walls continues to be our vision. Continues to be our vision. And so there are at least three reasons why we felt it was maybe important and timely to revisit this and to re-emphasize it. And the first is this. There are going to be people here this morning who have never heard us talk about it. You've maybe seen this phrase, but you've never heard us explain it or talk about it. So that, that's a reason for doing it. Secondly, vision doesn't have natural adhesive. It, it doesn't always stick. It needs to be reapplied on an ongoing basis. And then the third reason for doing this is because we're at a stage as a church whenever we're going to be talking about, and we need to talk about buildings with walls. We, ha we just have to do that because many of you know we have bought and we're in the process of refurbishing and re moving to the majestic, to a new building with walls. So we need to come back and revisit our vision to be a church without walls. So imagine a church where there are no walls. Imagine a church where people belong. Imagine a church where there is multiplication. Imagine a church where people are serving. Imagine a church where people are going. On your seats, please, if you can, grab one of these for me a little minute. On your seats are one of these little vision cards, and there's space on the back for you to scribble a few notes, and I'd love you to do that this morning. And what I'm hoping to do today and next Sunday is explain some of the words that are on this little card and some of the symbols and hopefully ignite or reignite your heart and your passion to join in, to, to, to kind of become or to continue with us or to continue with us on this journey. On the back, you're going to notice a triangle. 
on the back of this little card in that white space, a triangle. And, and hopefully some of you will remember what I'm about to say if you were here during our series in Acts of the Apostles. And this little triangle I want to suggest, and maybe this might be new, but this little triangle I want to suggest sits alongside and informs our vision. And so as a church, we seek to love God with all our hearts, souls, strengths, and minds. We also seek to love one another within these walls, plus we seek to love our neighbor as ourselves, our neighbors beyond these walls. In other words, we want to be a people, we want to be a church who live up, in, and out, upward-focused, inward-focused, outward-focused, a church that worships God with every fiber of our being, a church that is known by our love for one another. Jesus, on one occasion, said, listen, people out there are going to know that you belong to me, that you are my disciples. Why? Because of your love for one another. So we want to love God with every fiber of our being. We want to worship God with every fiber of our being. We want to love one another well. And then we also want to love our actual neighbors, our colleagues, our workmates, our school and university friends. Up, in, out. And so my question for you this morning is this, how are your relationships in those three directions? How's your relationship with God this morning? How's your relationship with one another? How's your relationship with those outside these walls? This informs, this impacts our vision, which is to be a church without walls. I'm not sure, if you're maybe new to this, what, what, that, what that phrase conjures up, conjures up in terms of ideas and thoughts. But let me break it down for you. And I want to start with what might seem like the blatantly obvious, and that is the word church. I'm going to assume, and this may be dangerous, but I'm going to assume that the vast majority of people who are here this morning are committed to the idea of church. We are not only kind of Christian people, we are church people. We're not only committed to Christ, but we are committed to his body, the body of Christ. Now, I know that some people may want to challenge that perspective. I'm also aware of the growing number of what are increasingly described as unchurched, de-churched, or post-churched Christians. That is, those who claim to love God, those who claim to follow Jesus, but no longer want anything to do with church. It's a growing group of people in our society today. Claim to love God, follow Jesus, but, but actually have had enough of church. And there are lots of reasons for that, and I don't want to trivialize or underestimate the frustration, the disappointment, the hurt, and the confusion that many people have experienced at church. Statistics do reveal that there is heavy traffic going through the back door of our churches. Yeah, there may be people coming through the front door, but there's many people leaving out through the back door. And here are some of the key reasons that have been identified why people do leave while they walk away, why they walk away. Personal pain, difficulties with leaders, the apparent irrelevance of church to my daily life, failure to encounter God 
family issues, burnout, disappointed expectations, changing circumstance, a lack of a sense of belonging. And as I've said, I do not want to dismiss the reality of people's experiences and lessons do need to be learned and conversations must take place. But I also want us as Windsor Baptists to reaffirm that we are church people, that we are committed to the body of Christ, that an unchurched Christian is an oxymoron. John Stott put it like this in one of his last books, and I know this is quite a strong quote, and there's going to be a lot of words on the screen. Don't worry about that. I'm going to read it. This is a strong quote. He said, I trust that none of my readers is that grotesque anomaly, an unchurched Christian. The New Testament knows nothing of such a person, for the church lies at the very center of the eternal purpose of God. It is not a divine afterthought. It is not an accident of history. On the contrary, the church is God's new community. For his purpose, conceived in a past eternity, being worked out in history, and to be perfected in a future eternity, it's not just to save isolated individuals and so perpetuate our loneliness, but rather it's to build his church, that is to call us out of the world, a people for his own glory. So then, the reason we are committed to the church is that God is so committed. And so right up front, I do want to say, as we think about to be a church without walls, I want to say that we here at Windsor Baptist are committed to the church. Now, there is no such thing as a perfect church. Eugene Peterson said that churches are groups of sinners led by sinners. That might come as a shock to you. That may come as a relief to you. This here church is a far cry from a perfect church. We do make mistakes. I make plenty of them. We disappoint people. People have expectations that we don't meet. And I'm not saying that to make excuses or to create despair. It's simply a recognition. Do you know something? We're just a work in progress. We're people on a journey. But we do believe that the church, as John Stott said, is God's new community, which lies at the very center of his eternal purposes. And so we invite you not to be committed to Windsor Baptist, but to be committed to the church, to engage with the church, and to be part of this local expression of that church. So back to our vision statement, because we're seeking to be a church, but a church without walls. Now this vision, and many of you will know it, has been about Windsor for a long time. 18, 19 years ago, a lot of thought and time and prayer went into establishing this as the vision of Windsor Baptist. And we firmly believe, as leadership and as many members, we firmly believe there is something dynamic about this phrase. There's something exciting about it. There's something still challenging about it. It still has the power. It still has the ability. It still has the potential to inspire us, to shape us as a local church. But what does it mean? What does it actually mean to be a church without what? What does that kind of church look like, a church without what? What does it feel like? Well, let me say something about the word without. Because there are two meanings to the word without. The first is it can mean outside. So, for example, let me read you a sentence from Scripture. While he yet talked to the people, that's Jesus, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without. 
In other words, they stood outside. And we do talk sometimes about people within and people without. And so a church without walls can mean a church outside the walls. I want you to hang on to that thought. I'm not going to say much more about it right now. I'm going to say something more about that later. But hang on to that. A church without walls can mean a church outside the walls. The second meaning is the more obvious one. Without can mean not having. And so we want to be a church not having walls. So what exactly does that mean? Because that's the way we tend to understand it. So what exactly does that mean? Well, let me attempt to paint the picture. It means five things. One, a church without walls means it's not about the building. It's not about a building. And it's not because church is what? Church is people. We all know that church is a community. Yes, we meet in this space, this place, this physical structure. And we thank God for these premises at Fane Street. And we thank God for our new building on the Lisburn Road or a shell of a building. It's a gift. It's a resource. It's a God-given facility, but it's not church. Often at the start of our services, the person is leading will often say, and I love this. They will often say, welcome to a gathering of Windsor Baptist Church. And that communicates something very important for me. We welcome everyone to a gathering of people, not just to a church building. You see, we don't want our life and our ministry and our mission to be defined by or confined by bricks and mortar. We want to be a church without walls. It's not about the building. That's what this communicates. Second thing it means is reduced barriers. You know, walls can sometimes be seen as those things which keep people out. And so we want to work hard at making sure there are no or as few as possible initial barriers for people to overcome that right from the word go, from the moment someone joins us, whether on a Sunday morning, a Sunday evening, or on an iExplore course, or at Parent and Toddler, or at Fuse, or at Shine, whenever, whatever it is, the minute someone joins us, we want them to feel welcome, accepted, and included. I love the way Sarah started our service this morning, saying, if you are here this morning, this is your first, we want you to know that you're welcome. We want you to feel accepted. You see, we want Windsor Baptist to be an inclusive church an inclusive church in that sense. We want it to be a church without any walls of restriction. We also want to reduce the stylistic barriers, and that can apply to things like dress code and the language and the music. We want church to be accessible. We want church to be a place where people can engage through a variety of styles. And as we think about reduced barriers, we also realize there will be others that need to come down, or at least they need to get lowered in a church without walls. Barriers around disability. Barriers around education and gender. We want Windsor Baptist Church to be a place where obstacles to finding faith and expressing faith, they're recognized, they're addressed, and they're dismantled as necessary. And we're on a journey with that. Thirdly, church without walls, it's not about the building. Church without walls means reduced barriers. A church without walls means having porous borders. 
In other words, we want people to come as they are, with their questions, with their issues, with their baggage. We want to make it easy, or at least easier, for anyone to come in, whatever their background or their beliefs. Below, we want to be reluctant to define the edges, and I really do want us to be reluctant about defining the edges. I do want us to be clear and upfront and transparent regarding our center. And so fourthly, a church without walls means that there is and there must be a definite center. What does that center comprise of? Two things in a sense. It comprises of non-negotiable core convictions that are rooted in Scripture. And also, it is made up of Scripture, the written Word, and also at the center is Jesus, the living Word. And so God's Word written, and God's word living lies at the heart of who we are as a church. It is those things, Scripture and Jesus, that determines who we are and what we do. And therefore, we expend our energy on maintaining the core rather than patrolling the boundaries. We're seeking to be a church without walls, without boundaries, that points people to, that draws people into the core We want to be a church that is open to any, that is open to all who are interested in finding and following Jesus. It's not about the building. It's about reduced barriers. It's about porous borders. It's about a definite center. And then finally, this isn't an exhaustive list. It means emphasizing church gathered and scattered. This this morning, this is church gathered And gathering is important, and the Bible in the New Testament consistently recognizes the value of church coming together for corporate worship, for teaching, for mutual support. We're probably all familiar with those vital words of advice and instructions from Hebrews chapter 10. Let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do. Please, Wendell, do not neglect the coming together. Gathering gather church is so important. It's been said that that this church on a Sunday morning is like a filling station or a service area where we gather with others on a journey to get refreshed and refueled before we head back out on the road again. I love that idea and that image. But a church without walls doesn't just acknowledge the importance of church gathered, and we do but it also recognizes that we're every bit as much the church when we're scattered. That the life of the church through the people of the church has got to spill out. It's got to spill out over and beyond these walls. And this, for me, is what is implied when we think about the first meaning of the word without, outside, because it means we're still the church outside these walls, outside the walls of the majestic. And so as we go into our places of work, and and Sarah's already prayed for us in this respect, but as we go into our places of work, our places of study, our places of leisure, as we go back to our homes and our neighborhoods, we are still church. We still continue to worship. We don't just come to worship, we go to worship. We come together within this structure to be encouraged and to be equipped and to be a challenge, to be shaped 
so that when we go beyond and outside this structure, we can be more effective in our discipleship and in our mission on our front lines. And so this idea of Windsor Baptist Church being a church without walls is not and should not be restricted to the Lisburn Road or South Belfast. It's city-wide and it's beyond. We gather in this area. Yes, this, if you like, is our Jerusalem. The hub is located within this particular community and therefore we must connect with, we must reach out to this community. But for many of us, our homes and our schools and our places of work and socializing are in Judea and Samaria and further afield. And therefore, as we scatter, or rather, this is more accurate, as we are sent from here, We continue to be church without walls in those places the rest of the week. So in 15, 20 minutes, whenever we leave this place, whenever we walk out those doors or those doors, church isn't finished. Church isn't over for the week. We simply scatter to be church on the move, on mission. The Bible says we are are called out of the world to belong to God, but at the same time, we're then sent back into the world to witness and to live properly, to do good deeds, to serve, to bless, to point people to Jesus, to live as kingdom people, if you like. And therefore, as Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. We come, we gather, we scatter, we go. A church without walls seeks to affirm the importance of both church gathered and church scattered. And so hopefully within these walls and within the walls of the majestic, you'll be challenged, you'll be inspired to live your Christian life, not there necessarily, but beyond those walls that you will be, in the words of Ephesians chapter four, because this is our responsibility, you will be equipped for works of service where God has placed you. And as we tease this out even further, linking this back to the fact that it's not about the building. Church is people. Do you know something? Our vision statement should really read to be a people without walls. To be a people without walls. And so this is personal. It's not just corporate. We have got to be individuals who don't hide behind barriers. We've got to be individuals who don't construct obstacles. We've got to be people who are not restricted, but are willing to meet people where they are on their turf, in their worlds, in their environment, rather than expect them to come to us. So, church without walls. It's not about the building. Reduced barriers, porous borders, a definite center, gathered and scattered. That's what it means. But all of this begs the question, how? And I'm nearly done. How do we become that kind of church? How do we go after this vision? Well, in the back of your card, you find that question partly answered in words and pictures. So to become a church Without walls, we believe Windsor Baptist must intentionally be a place of belonging and multiplying, serving, and going. 
I say it again, to be a church without walls, we believe Windsor Baptist must intentionally be a place of belonging and multiplying, serving and going. And in what I've shared this morning, I've touched on some of these, but for the last few minutes, I just want to think a wee bit more about the importance of belonging. See, 18 and 19 years ago, whenever the, the church was first considering its, its vision, it surveyed a number of people. Some of you will remember this. You surveyed a number of people And what you discovered is to have a sense of belonging ranked as one of the highest priorities for people. And I'm sure you picked up earlier that one of the main reasons that people do walk out the back door of our churches, one of the main reasons that people leave our churches is why it's because of a lack of a sense of belonging. Belonging matters. There has got to be a sense of togetherness. Whenever you read that amazing description of the first spirit-filled church in Jerusalem recorded at the end of Acts chapter two, the word together appears and reappears time and time again. And so they were together, they met together, they ate together, they prayed together, they shared together. And so, yes, there is a very definite sense of belonging to God, but also belonging to one another. This sense of family, which is one of the most potent New Testament images of the church. Church is family, a family of people. And so the Bible is explicit that whenever someone becomes a Christian, whenever someone discovers new life in Christ, they become what? They become a child of God. God is their father. Jesus is their elder brother, and others are their siblings, their brothers and their sisters in Christ. There is no tangible relationship. There is no connection. There is no belonging. And another of Paul's key ways of describing the church was as, and I've already indicated, it's as a body, the body of Christ. He discusses this in four of his letters. He says, yes, and Jesus is the head, but we're all members of this body. We're as different as eyes and ears and feet. But you know something? You all belong. You're all connected. You're all in this body together. And so as you read through the rest of the New Testament, the pictures of the church, many other pictures of the church, are all about security, about belonging, about safety. And so the church has got to be, according to Scripture, this local church has got to be, I'm not saying we get it right, but it has got to be a place of belonging, but it raises a couple of issues. One is, what what about those who are, are not Christians, or rather, are not yet Christians? What about people who come here who are searching, who are inquiring, who are struggling? Can those people belong to Windsor Baptist? Well, at one level, I sincerely hope so. You know, in in recent years, and this is going back a number of years, but for a number of years, there's been quite a bit of discussion about belonging and believing in terms of the local church. So do you have to believe what we believe before you can belong? Or can you belong before reaching a place of believing? Now, I realize those are pretty big issues to throw out there at the end of a sermon and require far more attention than I can give them this morning. But nevertheless, let me say this. You see, if people want to explore Christianity, see if people want to come to our Life Explored course that we're running from Easter Thursday evening for a period of seven weeks. People want to come there and discover more about who God is. If they want to come here on a Sunday morning and discover more about who Jesus is, if people want to walk in here and experience corporate worship and engage with a local community, then surely churches have got to respond with integrity and patience. 
People have got to be welcomed on their journey. They've got to be accepted. They've got to be included as they consider and work their way through what they may maybe do believe. Not sure that sentence made a lot of sense. Work through what they believe. Because back to what I said earlier about ill-defined edges and porous borders and a definite center. Listen to this quote from Stuart Murray Williams. Churches with healthy centers are secure enough to welcome those who are exploring faith and searching for authenticity. They're relaxed. They are non-judgmental communities where questions and doubts and dissent and fears can be expressed and where ethical issues do not preclude acceptance. They are inclusive without compromising. It's a great quote. And I hope Windsor Baptist can be that kind of church where all people are welcome and they can sense they can experience a sense of belonging. And yes, our ultimate hope and our ultimate prayer, and let me say this clearly as I can, is that people will belong at the very deepest level, that they will belong as members of God's family and body of Christ. But as they journey towards that place, that position, that relationship, I still hope this church and this community can offer a context where people on that journey can experience a sense of belonging. And the final issue I want to raise around this is What happens whenever people come to a particular church? What happens whenever people come to Windsor Baptist Church and they come for a while, maybe even they've been here for a long time, and yet they still struggle to feel they belong? And there will be people for whom that is your story here this morning. Still feel as if you're out on the fringes, so to speak. Very few people know who you are or anything about you. And this gets harder as the crowd grows and as the numbers increase. And church should be a place where everybody knows your name and is glad you came, to quote that well-known 80s theme tune. But whenever you're surrounded by 400 plus people, and that's approximately how many people are in this building today, maybe just a bit below that. But whenever you're surrounded by 400 plus people, this is challenging. In fact, this is impossible, is it not? And so grabbing opportunities during coffee, for example, to say hello or talk to one person you don't know is important. Although scary for most of us. Reconnecting with someone you've maybe talked to before is important, even though you forgot their name. Inviting someone around for a bite to eat or out for coffee is possible, but let me share two critical things that we believe helps to foster and cultivate a sense of belonging. It's two four-word phrases that I want you to just take away with you. They're not new, but they're vital. Here's how we believe you can belong further. Join a small group, serve on a team. Because you see, as church gets bigger, it's got to get smaller. There needs to be some place, some chance, some opportunity where you connect better with a few other people A group that you know, listen, you know, I belong there. I know a little more of a few other people. I can journey with these people. I can pray with these people. And so small groups are, and we say this, they're an opportunity to connect relationally and grow spiritually. Please consider or reconsider joining one. Secondly, serve on a team. Get involved, volunteer, as many people do with others in all kinds of different ways because that provides a great opportunity to belong to another group of people and get to know them a little bit better. Listen, I realize, and I know any church struggles with this as it grows in any way. 
And we don't always get this right, and I'm back to this whole idea. We, we, we will make mistakes, we do make mistakes, we do disappoint, we do not meet people's expectations. But at the end of the day, congregations become places of belonging as people find ways to connect and form meaningful relationships, as they share their stories, share their lives, as they offer or find compassion in times of crisis, and as they worship and celebrate together. And to be a church without walls, we want Windsor Baptist to kind of be that type of place. We want it to be a place of belonging. We seek for it to be a place of belonging. And it needs to be, as I say, I know we don't always get this, but it needs to be an integral part of our vision. I'm done. On a bus stop near my house is a poster for a charity run at the moment. But in big, bold print on this poster are four phrases, and they are these. Stay positive, stay passionate, stay focused, keep going. Stay positive, stay passionate, stay focused, keep going. Can I please invite all of us to do exactly that with our vision? Grab hold of it, pray into it, get on board with it, and do what you can to make it an ongoing reality as we journey on.